Would you like to live in the space of infinite possibilities? Is now the time to access your magic? Welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with Glenice Hughes. Join us for the next hour as we bring you the tools, techniques, and tips for you to change the impossible in your life to the possible. Now, here's your host, Glenice Hughes. Hello, and welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with myself, Glenice Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in. I am so, so grateful for each and every one of you. So, today's show, <laughs> three secrets to embrace your uniqueness, because man, we are unique, and if you're anything like me, at least prior to access, that uniqueness I made so wrong, that difference I made the worst thing ever, was like there was so much value that I put on being like others, and I'm not like others, and I've never been like others, and probably much like you, no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't be like others, and this reality makes that wrong. It's like that is what we should change instead of celebrating our uniqueness. And like I said, with, you know, once I started studying access, uh, I really got a better sense of kind of what that was in terms of being okay with me. And really, a lot of it, I can't say 100% yet, uh, what would that take? But a lot of my uniqueness... I'm really able to celebrate now. And probably one of the things that I struggled with the most, and I would say struggled with the most just in my head, was my desire not to have children. And I never had a desire to have children. That was never something in my world. But I didn't know until I was uh, 18, no, 17 actually, that it was actually a choice. And I know you might just laugh your ass off at me for that statement, but it's actually very true. I was in one of my practicums, uh, my, my first training is a psychiatric nurse, and so I was in a practicum there, and the woman, there was uh, two people that I worked quite closely with that were helping me. And the woman, the one was a woman, was a man, the woman had had her tubes tied. And back then, it probably still is, I don't know, but back then, it, what she termed it was child-free by choice. And I was like, wow, like, wow, you can choose that? Like, you can do that? I really had never even known that was a possibility. And so that thrilled me, even though I fought with myself, not so much back when I was 17, 18, because it wasn't really in my world, you know, but especially once hubby and I got together, and then especially once we got married, like the, the pressure externally was ridiculous. Even when I was, you know, I don't know at what age I went, I probably started in my early 20s to go to the doctor to get my tubes tied, um, there's a proper term, uh, li tubal ligation, I believe it's called. And uh, I went, you know, I started seeing a doctor to get them done. And it took seven years with, you know, various doctors that I would see before one of them would say yes, because every one of them just said, oh, <laughs> you know what, you come back when you're 30, because you're just going to change your mind. And I'd be like, no, not going to change my mind. And, you know, there was so much, that's a woman's job. That's what I'm supposed to do. So externally, it kind of looked like I was, you know, I knew what I wanted and I was going for it. But internally, the absolute craze of I should want a child. What's wrong with me that I don't? What's wrong with me that I'd rather go, you know, do something totally different than hang out with a baby all day. Like there must be something wrong with me. And I would say probably even up again until access, uh, which is only six years ago, 
when I would hold a baby, I would hold my breath waiting for that desire to kick in, waiting for that to fit in, you know, because that's really all I had seen from most women on the planet was, or not on the planet, I shouldn't say that, but most women around me was, oh, I can hardly wait to have kids. I can hardly wait to hold my own baby. So I was waiting for that. Like mine must've just been delayed. And even after when I was 27 and a doctor, you know, did do the tubal ligation for me, even after that, I was like, it, it'll happen. Like, it'll still kick in. And then, I mean, I could adopt. I could have it reversed. There's so many things I could do. But no, it never did. And that now, you know, with all of the studies from Access Consciousness, which is, of course, at accessconsciousness.com, I realize now that that's actually quite a common trait for what Access has termed humanoids. So there's humans on the planet and there's humanoids on the planet and humanoids are not better than humans and humans are not better than humanoids. They're just two different, we might call them species. And we don't want to make that significant at all. But what it has really contributed to me is to get a sense of I'm I'm normal for me. (laughs) Not I'm normal with regards to humanoids. That's not it, because we're not looking to be the same as other people. But I'm normal for me. So that's normal for me. Not having children was normal for me. And we don't even have to use the word normal. But just to give you a sense of that, because it just felt so wrong. I chose to make it so wrong for so long. Even though if you'd have said it to my face, I would have looked very... um, set in my ways, but inside it was a struggle. And I even remember one woman, um, a family, kind of extended family member, you know, she, I I must have said it or something anyway, when, when her and I were alone, she's like, well, I guess you're just a baby hater. And it was just like, I, I was probably, you know, 22 or something. It was horrific because that, that's not it at all. It's not that I don't love babies or kids. I just don't want them. <laughs> And and my mom once said to me, and, and you know, she's coming from a place of a mom, and, and she said, you know, if you don't have kids, who will look after you when you're old? And I said, you know what, mom, when people have kids that don't want kids, those kids don't stick around. <laughs> you know, like, I, it would not have been a fun space to be my child, because I don't want you. And so then when I get old, they're not there anyway. And you know what, she'd never said a word after that, because I think she was looking at it from her place of, man, if I didn't have, she's got five girls, you know, if I didn't have my girls, and I'm looking at it from the place of, I don't, it's, I don't have to lose anybody to not have kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, for her not to have five girls, she would lose us five girls to get a sense of what that would be like. And that wasn't even in her world. So You know, there was just different things that were said to me over the years that was just, you know, really made me feel and choose to feel so much wronger wronger about it. And yet it's normal for me. And I'm so grateful that even in my um, wrongness of it, that I still was willing to choose, you know, the tubal ligation and, and the knowing that I didn't desire kids. And to be honest, I don't know that my body would have chose it. Like there was many times prior to getting the tubal that um, if something was going to occur, (laughs) it certainly could have uh, in terms of pregnancy and that and it didn't. So I don't know that my body would have chose it regardless. But it was such a space of, of knowing that that was okay. So for me, secret number one would be to know that whatever you're choosing in that moment is normal for you. It's okay for you. I have also met women who spent the first 35 years, 40 years even of their life going, no way, I'm not having kids. And then boom, they literally wake up one day and go, oh my gosh, I would like a baby. So it's like knowing no matter what it is that works for you, no matter how different it is than the people around you, if it works for you, it's normal for you. It's okay for you. The worst thing, that's a judgment, Hmm. but I'm still going to say it. The worst thing that we can do to ourselves and others 
is judge what we choose. Because the minute we judge it, we then solidify it and we make it so that we can't change that, that choice. We make it real. We make it so much less. We, well, we make ourselves so much less. So everything that that brings up for you, will you destroy and uncreate it all and return to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pudpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So look in your life, you know, where are you trying to make yourself want something that you don't or don't want something that you do? And then what if right now you just gave yourself permission? Like, hey, that's okay. That's okay that I would like that or I don't want that or, you know, whatever it is for you. Like, what if you just allow that to be okay right now? Wow, everything that brings up will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine potpock shorts, boys and beyonds. And I often, you know, talk about this, the, the woman who invited me into a different possibility with children. Um, I wish I knew her name. I wish I could send her a thank you note. Uh, and, and she was just willing to be that different. Because back then, that was in the early 90s. Back then, that was really different. Maybe not as different as it would have been in the 50s, but still quite different. And she was willing to be it. And there was no defense in her world. There was no other people should choose this too. You know, sometimes when we, we have something like that, that we are, it's different than what other people are choosing. We, we choose a funny energy around it. Like we have to defend our position or we have to, um, you know, make everybody who's choosing it wrong. Like lots of times smokers or non-smokers, or I think even worse yet, are people who used to smoke, right? They make smokers so wrong. And, and what if we could just choose what works for us without having to make anybody right or wrong, including ourselves? Like what, what would the planet be like if we actually chose that? Oh my gosh, anything that doesn't allow us to perceive, no be, and receive that and choose it. Will you destroy it and create it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pudpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And what she showed me was another possibility, just an, like a different possibility, something else. And she didn't do it by telling me about it what occurred was and this is actually kind of I've always you know remembered this story as kind of funny as the the guy the the other person that was working with me uh at at my practicum he had come to work one day and he was like like gray like it it looked like he had the flu or something and they were very good friends and so she said to him hey what's up are you okay do you need to go home and and he's like no I I'm just in shock and she's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And I just happened to be in the room with them. And, and he went on to explain that his wife of, I think they'd been married about six months, had said to him the night before, hey, you know what? I'm ready to start, you know, trying for kids now. And he was flabbergasted because he didn't want kids. Now, how they didn't have that conversation or, you know, I don't remember the specifics, but holy fuck balls, right? So that's how it occurred. And then so in that conversation, when she was talking with him, you know, she talked about, you know, getting her tubes tied and being child free by choice and, um, and that she had chose to do it. Uh, her husband, one, wasn't comfortable with getting the vasectomy, but also she wanted it for her because she said, you know, even if down the road they split up or he died or something like it wasn't that she didn't want to have his child she didn't want to have a child so she did it for her and and so you know in that conversation even though I wasn't really part of it except I was there what she invited me to now if she would have sat me down and told me hey you shouldn't have kids there's what whatever there might be for reasoning for that um it probably would have been different. I probably would have, you know, fought her on it uh, to some degree. So, you know, that's also something to keep in mind. If you are aware that somebody in your life is a humanoid, uh, if you would like them to choose something, sometimes it will motivate them and inspire them if you tell them not to do what you'd like them to do. You know, if you say, hey, you know what, you really, you really shouldn't, um, you know, put that money away into the savings account. That's not, that's probably not a good place for it or something, you know, and it usually motivates. Uh, and 
how do you know? I didn't talk about this before, but how do you know if somebody's humanoid or human? You just ask. It just ask. In your head, don't ask them. Please don't ask them. Uh, but just in your head. So truth, human, truth, humanoid. <clears throat> and so this is an energy of where humans often will judge externally and nothing is ever their fault. And humanoids pretty much only judge themselves. They might judge externally for a moment and then that will cause them to judge internally for 10,000 years. <laughs> And so really what's the point of knowing is that you then know how to be with that person. So if your boss is a human, don't try to give your boss information around what you need done or can't do or whatever. What you need to do is get your boss into judgment of you because they're going to anyway. You want to use this information to your advantage. So then let's say you want a day off. And so to a human boss, you would say, hey, I just can't keep up with everything. I'm really stressed. I just can't do it all. I would like a day off. May I have one? Because then you're getting them to go into judgment of you, which they're already in anyway, and then you get the day off. With a humanoid boss, a lot of times in that situation, just explaining, you know, hey, you know what? I would just love a day off. We're going to go do this fun thing as a family, and it would just be great. Can I have the day off? Like often that's enough. Um, sometimes maybe it's a different sort of situation, but you can get them to go in judgment of them. And that can be, um, I often in classes, I'll use the example of a spouse, whether it's a male or female, it doesn't matter, but a spouse, a human spouse who you would like them to clean up after themselves, you can start to cry and say, oh, I just can't do it all by myself. And there's so much to do and I can't keep up and I just need some help. And then they will step in and do it out of judgment of you like, oh man, they just can't do everything. I guess I'll help. You know, that sort of an energy. Whereas if they're a humanoid, then it's a little bit different because then you usually do something very simple like, wow, I have to pick up after you too. Like that's usually just enough to get them into judgment of them of choosing. Now you might say, but Glenice, why wouldn't we just sit them down and talk about it? Well, you tell me, <laughs> have you ever tried that? Have you ever tried to sit down and, and talk to your spouse or business partner or whoever about something that isn't relevant in their world and get them to choose different based on the information you're giving them? No, it very rarely works. Try it out. If it works, that's awesome. Do it. But be aware that a lot of times it's a lot quicker than just or this is a lot quicker, just to just to utilize what they are, what species they are, so to speak, to get whatever done. And then it also helps you too, because if you're, you know, if one of your parents who's been hard on you all their life, you have the awareness that they're human, then it actually can also assist you to get out of the wrongness of you. Because it's like, hey, that's, that's what they do. And I don't mean that from a judgment. And I don't mean that that they don't have choice. Of course they do. And that's what they do. So what if that's not right or wrong? And if children are something that you have desired in your life and you've had in your life, it doesn't mean you're not humanoid. Chances are, if you listen to this show, <laughs> you are humanoid of magnitude, um, which isn't any different than a humanoid. It's just, you're just humanoid. Like, um, because a lot of humans would not be interested in, in this show. The, the clearings would annoy them. My voice would annoy them. They would just judge, judge, judge. Uh, and so, you know, <laughs> pretty sure you're humanoid. Um, and you can always ask, truth, am I human? Humanoid. All right, on that note, we have to go to break. So we'll be right back. Did you know that Glenice travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenice will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenice.net for more information about where Glenice will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenice to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities www.glenice.net Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? 
During an infinite possibility session with Glenise, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenise.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenise's blog. That's www.glenise.net. G-L-E-N-Y-C-E dot net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. To find out more about Glenise and our program, please visit www.glenise.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So, we are talking about three secrets to embrace your uniqueness. And so, secret number one was really all about just knowing whatever you're choosing is okay. There's no right, there's no wrong. It's okay. You and your uniqueness, your difference, you, who you be on the planet, fitting in is really, <laughs> it's really, really old. <laughs> Like, look at the people who are truly making a difference on the planet, whether it's in one specific area or just globally, it doesn't matter. But really, they have, like, whether there's still maybe some internal conflict or not, it doesn't matter, but they're willing to be that difference. And I talk a lot about Oprah, and I think it's because I watched her, you know, as I was growing up every day after school, pretty much, I would watch her get on stage and And back then, I didn't have any of this information. I was just mesmerized that somebody who was so different. Now, you got to remember, I come from a town, population 505 in Saskatchewan, Canada. So we're talking about everybody pretty much was the same. Like there was not a lot of... um, people that looked like Oprah, (laughs) everybody was pretty much the same. So then Oprah comes into my world and I see her um, getting on stage every day. And I would also see my grandma who we lived, you know, just across the railroad tracks from just really a simple walk to that I probably went to pretty much every day. She would buy the National Enquirer and all of those gossip magazines. So I would read about Oprah in there and how horrible she was and how fat she was and how, oh gosh, I mean, it just the horrendousness. And I, I think to some degree, I mean, I knew that I knew that those were just made up stories. But I can remember thinking like, there she is. Like there's all this stuff being said about her. And, and not nice stuff. I mean, they never wrote nice stories in those, in those magazines. And there she is. Like, she didn't ever quit. And so, you know, she, and I think she's talked at different times. I mean, I haven't kept up with, with Oprah over the years now, but she's talked about different times where it was hard for her in the struggle. And, you know, she talks to her friend every day, or at least used to and stuff, and how that assisted her through those judgmental times and through the people and the harshness and all of that. I mean, she chose it no matter what, like she really embraced her uniqueness and and utilized it. And there might have been a whole bunch of crazy that I wasn't a part of, I don't know. But I just know that she inspired me because she looked different. And of course, I mean, I couldn't, you know, resonate with the black, but I could definitely resonate with the overweight. So that was when I was always probably the most inspired by her, because she would be at her heaviest, and she'd still be there. And not only that, not only would she get on the show, but she'd do shows about it. She would actually talk about it. So she didn't pretend it wasn't part of her, of her. I mean, (laughs) pretty hard to hide that. 
she actually acknowledged it and was willing to be vulnerable with it and to watch that and to go, wow, you know, that, that just amazed me. Like she truly embraced, from my view, you know, as a child and growing up, she embraced her uniqueness. So everywhere that you're not willing to embrace your uniqueness, we destroy and uncreate it all and return it to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. The next secret to embrace your uniqueness is to only compete with you. Because one, it's not possible to compete with anybody else. You know, if I compared myself to Oprah, I'd be a pretty big loser in in that respect. But it's not fair to do it. It's not fair. You can't put an apple and an orange on the counter and and compete them, or that's not the way I'd term it, but, you know, have them compete with each other. Like, it's impossible to compare them. That's the word I'm looking for. It's impossible to compare them. I mean, yes, you can go through the qualities of each and say, okay, you know, one is this and one is that, but to compare them. And this is where I, you know, along with so much other, but I would look at other people and and it was actually probably an Oprah show where I heard this. I can't say for sure because I don't remember, but um, where I would look at other people and I would compare what I saw on the outside of them to the inside of me. (laughs) And I remember when I heard that for the first time, I was like, oh my God, Yeah, we look at somebody and we go, oh my gosh, they've got it so together. Look, they've got, you know, a great body and look at their marriage is happy and they've got, you know, these awesome kids and they've got money because they're doing all this stuff. And and we come to all of these conclusions and all of these points of view. And then, you know, two weeks later, a month or whatever, we find out, you know, the husband was cheating and the, or the wife, doesn't matter, either one, one was cheating, the, they had no money, they have all this credit card debt, like, you know, like, because we're, we're looking at the external of somebody in their life and saying, well, look what they have and look at the shit I am. And you, you can't do it. I mean, you can, believe me, I did it for a long time. But all it did was keep me in the wrongness of me. All it did was keep me fighting to be right for like, I don't know if right, but fighting to be the same. So it's like, okay, they've got that. Now I need to have that. I need to go have whatever. And I was actually just thinking about this other night. We had a friend come. Um, Oh my gosh, this was probably 10 or so years ago. And she came up from the US and my mom and I were really big into rubber stamping and she was a rubber stamping friend. So the three of us got together at my mom, my mom's cabin and we were stamping together. And every night this woman would phone her husband and probably talk for like two hours. And it just amazed me. I mean, I was with hubby at the time, but dear God, we never talked that long. So then whether it was the first night, the third, I don't remember, but I phoned hubby and I, I, I mimicked her. I talked to him like she talked to her husband and it went on for, you know, whatever, an hour or whatever. And, and I just, you know, I'm, I was just thinking about this the other night because it was like, man, it's not like I did it from the place of like, oh, wow, that's what I'd really like. It was more like, well, this is what you're supposed to do. Like, if you've got a great marriage like they do, then this is what you do but it's not true. And when I went and stayed with her, um, they did not have a great marriage. But all I was doing was comparing what she was choosing or what I saw, what she was showing me to what went on in my head about how, you know, whatever messed up my marriage was or who knows what story I was telling myself back then. But so everywhere that you've been comparing you to other people, we destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, butt box, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And everywhere that you've been using those comparisons to judge you, we destroy and uncreate all that and return it to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, butt box, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And everywhere that other people have compared you and then you've lived by those comparisons, we just destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pot, pot, shorts, boys, and beyonds. You know, and it's another kind of trait of humanoids in terms of not, not comparing, I don't mean that, but um, the question that you want to ask is, you know, what would it take to outcreate myself today? Because when you can be willing to ask to outcreate yourself, basically what you're asking for is what would it take to be more of me today than I was willing to be yesterday? 
And that's the energy that you want to be in. When you go to compare or to compete, you know, all of those energies, those are not natural for you. Those you actually have to really work for. That's why a lot of times uh, we're exhausted and we don't really have a reason, like we didn't run a marathon or we didn't, you know, do much, but we're exhausted. It's because we're choosing energies that are not natural to us as humanoids. A natural energy is out creation of ourselves and a celebration of those around us. You know, I recently shared this thing on Facebook and oh my gosh, it really, really touched me. And I think it was Sandra Bullock. I can't remember what it was. A, it was a, a, a movie star and she was doing a little video. She was obviously doing a talk somewhere and they, they clipped out a piece and she was talking about how most people don't, most people want to see you fail. And then she said, that's their problem, not yours. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, holy fuck. And how many times have I chose that? How many times have I looked at something that somebody was creating and there was an energy of, I hope they fail. Like, fuck, I I am not proud of that. But let me tell you, when I watched that video, I was like, fuck, that ends now. That ends now. Everything that just brought up, will you destroy and uncreate all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. One, it's not ours. If we were truly being the infinite being, we truly be, the desire for somebody else to fail is not ours. We are aware of the crazy on the planet, especially as humanoids. We are super duper 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 aware of the crazy on the planet. Humans are too, and we are super duper duper aware of the crazy on the planet. And when that shit comes up, that is not yours. And I have made the demand of me that even though it's not mine, if it comes up in my world, I destroy and uncreate it. I don't go, well, it's not mine, doesn't matter. It's like, fuck, no, not on my watch. That shit comes up, it gets cleared right now because that it I oh god I cannot say what that video did for me in that energy because there was some kind of the video started off with um you know some things she'd been called uh horrific things that she'd been called you know and then she talked about you know people not wanting um other people to to succeed or people want you to fail is what she said and it was like fuck 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 Everywhere we've been and done that, we just destroy and uncreate it all and we're turn it to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pipox, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And I've looked at it a little bit further with that energy because um, there is an energy to me of lack in there. It's like we would have to be buying that if somebody else succeeded, then we can't succeed. Like there's kind of like... Um, oh, I can't think of the wording, but it's like there's only room for one on the stage. You know, so we have to hope that people don't succeed so we can succeed. Like, can you get the ridiculousness of that? Like, there's room for everybody on the stage and we are each so unique and if we're willing to be our uniqueness, which we're talking about, it doesn't actually matter because there's no other Oprah on the planet. You know what? There's no other Glenice on the planet. There's no other whatever your name is on the planet in terms of you being you. Now, you might have a name like Kim, and there might be more Kims on the planet. Um, I've never met another Glenice or another Oprah, but doesn't mean that there's not. Uh, but I mean the energy of you. There's no one else on the planet like us. So even if I did a talk show just like Oprah's, it would be a totally different talk show. That's why my, um, the town that we live by right now, uh, Vermilion, can have 20 different hairdressers and a population of 5,000 and still every hairdresser is busy. <laughs> because even though they do the same thing, they're very, very different. The energy is different. So everywhere that you have compared and then used that comparison to stop you from being all of you, Will you destroy and uncreate it all? Return to sender with consciousness. Whew, right, wrong, good, bad, online, pot, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. 
and everywhere you've distracted yourself by comparing yourself to others, will you just destroy and uncreate it all and return it to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, put box, shorts, boys, millions. So the question then becomes, what would it take to outcreate myself today? Yeah. And I've got a show from quite some time ago all about outcreating your awesomeness. And I've got, I think, at least one, possibly two shows on competition, which would be much the same energy. Um, if you just go back in the archives and, and search. Or the other way that I found you can search shows is if you just go to Google and put like outcreate Glenice Hughes living in the magic of possibilities the the shows that have like the the word outcreate in the title will actually come up it's very cool plus as part of my new webpage and rebranding I'm actually having a kind of like a blog type thing set up so then you can actually search it for different words that fit the shows and I'm so excited for that because it's not um, you know other than actually searching a word that's in the title it's not going to come up on Google where we're going to have, um, oh, I don't know the proper term, but like, you know, different words that the show might have in it or tags or I don't know what they're all called. But um, so it'd be very easy to search shows. But for now, just use Google and, and search that. You can also search competition, Glennie Hughes, Living in the Magic of Possibilities, and those shows with competitions in there about competition will be in there. But it's really something like, Ah, gosh. Now, there is nothing wrong, of course, nothing wrong, nothing right, with asking, like, what would it take to outcreate Oprah? Yeah, like, what would it take to outcreate her? Which means, what would it take to be more of me than Oprah's willing to be of her? And th that is not a competition. Like, what would it take to... Um, you know, to compete with Oprah or to have more than Oprah or like, that's a different energy. But what would it take to outcreate Oprah? That's a different energy. You can ask that. And I've talked about this story before, but uh, a few years ago, I was always number two in terms of the listenership on Voice America. I was always number two. Uh, Gary and Dane's show was always number one. And I was always number two. And so I started asking in August of the year, I can't remember, 2014, maybe 2015. I started asking, you know, what would it take to outcreate Gary and Dane on Voice America? Like, what would that take? And I would just play with it and play with it. Well, January of that following year, I did. I was number one in terms of listenership. And so when I got the message, I was like, oh, awesome. Okay there's no bells and whistles like it, it 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 showed me how irrelevant it actually was which was cool I was very grateful for that because it was like it really didn't matter they might have well told me that you know the the pope was doing a tour next year or something like it, it meant nothing to me and that was cool and then what was even cooler was later that day I had a listener uh message me and thank me for my shows because it had contributed to her and the tools of access consciousness that were on my show had contributed to her changing a debilitating lifelong disease and making it like go away recover I don't know what the proper term is but she got rid of it and it's something she shouldn't have air quotes gotten rid of and I was like you know what that's actually what is more important to me like not the numbers but actually, if she'd have been the only person who listened to my show, that was more relevant than having more listeners. Like, who, who the fuck really cares? But it was great to have that experience to go, oh, wow, it actually doesn't matter. Um, and then to get her message, too. That was just, I was so, it was, oh, my God, it was so amazing. So it truly is like, you know, you can ask that. There's nothing wrong. And it might also inspire you to choose greater. But just, you know, recognize you might, you might create it and then not really have... <laughs> it'd be a big deal <laughs> so everything that brings up will you destroy and uncreate at all times a godzillion Whew, right wrong good bad online fuck shorts boys beyond all right we're gonna head to break and we'll be right back
Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenise.net. Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenise, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenise.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenise's blog. That's www.glenise.net. G-L-E-N-Y-C-E.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. To find out more about Glenise and our program, please visit www.glenise.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So, we are talking about three secrets to embrace your uniqueness. Um, So one was all about knowing that whatever you are choosing is okay for you. Number two was all about stop comparing. Stop looking outside of you. Stop start knowing that you are you. And that needs to be celebrated. That uniqueness needs to be celebrated. Don't look externally at what you can copy and and be like and change and fit into something. Just be you. And number three is to really look at acknowledging your uniqueness. All of those things that you have been judging yourself for. Ask, is this a strongness? that I haven't acknowledged. You know, a lot of times people have, um, you know, where they can't go out in, into crowded places or they get really overwhelmed by lots of energies. And um, I, I mean, I used to do that too prior to access. It would be like, I'd have really, you know, really good plans to go to the mall for a day and I'd last about 20 minutes. And it got to the point where hubby would know before me, he would just kind of turn, look at me, goes, oh, we need to go, Right. And I'd be like, yeah, we need to go. And thankfully, he never judged me for that. It was just so difficult for me to handle all of that energy. So I, of course, made myself horrendously wrong for that. That's a bad thing. I should be able to do what everybody else does. Or, of course, in my world, right, I judged I was the only one and everybody else on the planet could go to the mall for a day or handle big crowds or that sort of stuff. And... Um, like even when we went to London and we've been there a number of times now, especially, but back in, um, I think it was 2002, hubby and I went over, he's from England. So we went and visited some family and then we spent some time in London and I wouldn't go on the tube. Apparently, I don't remember this. He was just reminding me uh, last year and you know, all that, cause there's just so many people and I was so wrong for that. And yet it's actually one of the capacities that is the the strongest capacity that that I be and that I have, because it's not that that's it's just that one I didn't know how to de- how to be with it. 
I didn't, I didn't have the tools. That's why I think this access consciousness stuff should be taught in, you know, kindergarten or in play school or something, because those tools, once I had the tools, my God, we go to London now, we go do all sorts of crazy and wild things that I could have never done before, because I didn't recognize that, you know, even the simple tool of who does this belong to, you know, this crazy, this intensity. And I was also walking into those spaces very contracted. And so when you contract your energy so much, when there's so much energy coming towards you or around you, it feels like you're being punched. And so the more that you can expand energetically, expand out into you as the infinite being you truly be, then you walk into a place like that and none of that energy has any effect over you. It's more like a tickle as opposed to a punch. So that was probably the biggest um, tip that I used or trick that I used to start changing that for myself. And so the question, you know, with acknowledging your, your strongnesses and your capacities and all of that really is when you start judging something, uh, check in. Like truth, is this a strongness? You know, am I judging this and it's actually a strongness? Is there a capacity here that I've never acknowledged? Because then it just starts to shift and change it. And then you want to acknowledge that. So my capacities with, you know, not being able to be around large groups and the intensity of all of that energy. It's not that that was, you know, it's a capacity to not be around it. It's actually that I have capacities to be in it. But because I didn't know how to and, you know, all the crazy and all of that, and I was mimicking this reality, I just saw it as a wrongness instead of like, hey, what can I be here that no one else can be? And it just starts to change it. And suddenly now when I go into the space and I'm expanded out, I'm so much more aware of the contribution. Well, not so much. I am aware of, because before I was never aware of the, co- the contribution. Now I'm so much more aware of the comp- contribution that I be from that space and what I can actually gift and receive in that space instead of, you know, before it would have been taking or pushing or pulling. I mean, it just, it, there would not have been a, a kindness to me or my body. Whereas if I'm willing to do it from the place of space and, you know, what capacities do I be here that I've never ever considered? So if you just bring up right now, bring up something that you've judged so harshly about yourself. Maybe it's intolerance for stupid people. Maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, low frustration for, or low frustration, uh, like low tolerance for um, some sort of abuse, you know, animal or kid or, you know, things that get you really hot that, you know, just like, oh, what's wrong with me? You know, nobody else gets this upset about that. Like, start asking, what capacities do I have with this that I've never acknowledged? Because I can guarantee that stuff, there's capacities there that you haven't acknowledged. And, and until you acknowledge them, they will always be, oh, what's the wording? They'll always be at detriment. Like they'll always be, you'll always use them against you. <laughs> so, you know, until I started acknowledging that I have capacities for changing energies and being a space that, that I'd never acknowledged before, then I was always at the effect of being with tons of energies. So then once I started acknowledging it, man, now, I mean, the things that I can do, it's so freaking amazing. Like, I am so, so shocked at what I can do now. And places that we choose to stay, you know, like physically when we go on different trips where we stay, like New York, like, oh my gosh, and I love New York. Like, could I live there 24-7 for the rest of my life? No, but I actually wouldn't want to live anywhere 24-7 for the rest of my life. So it's just a totally different energy. It's a totally different space of being and knowing that I can choose whatever I would like. Whereas before, if I would have seen a class in New York, I'd have been like, can I do it at home? Can I do this online? Like, how can I do this so that I don't have to go there? Yeah. So that is secret number three, that uniqueness that difference, that stuff that you're judging you for, you have capacities in there. And once you acknowledge them, what you can then create 
beyond words, my sweet friends, beyond words. So everything that brings up, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, pop, shorts, boys, and beyonds. In January of 2017, I'm pretty sure uh, I did a whole show on acknowledging. And please go listen to that if you haven't. Because really, when you get what you can create once you start acknowledging, it changes everything. And you do not have to do it for anybody but you. You don't need to post it on Facebook. You don't need to do a radio show about it. Nobody has to know what you're acknowledging about you except you. Just for you, just for fun, never tell anyone, which is a phrase that we use in Access because most often we've got into the habit of telling people things that they can't hear and then they judge us and then we use that judgment as a reason to stop us from choosing greater or choosing beyond. So get out of that habit and be willing just to be there for you, just to have your own back. And know that there might be people in your life that you can share things with. And that's awesome. Share them. But be really willing to be aware of when and who you can share them with. Because if you have a friend who has, you know, very little judgment in their world and just adores you, and that day they happen to... um have got a really big bill in the mail and they don't have the money to pay for it and then you walk up and tell them the magic you just created with money no matter what there is going to be either they're going to make themselves wrong because they didn't have the magic and they've created shit or they'll make you wrong either way you'll pick it up as judgment of you yeah, everything that is, we destroy and uncreate all times a godzillion right, wrong, good, bad, online, pod, puck, shorts, boys and beyonds And everybody that you've told things to so that you didn't have to be more of you because they judged you and you use that instead. Will you destroy it and create all that and return it to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, puck, shorts, boys and beyonds. What, What capacities do you be that you've never acknowledged that if you acknowledge them would change the planet for all eternity? Anything that doesn't allow that, will you destroy and uncreate all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. What capacities do you be that you have never acknowledged that if you would acknowledge them would change the entire planet for all eternity? Anything that doesn't allow that, will you destroy and uncreate all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, puck, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And you know what's really cool? is you could add anything in there. So you could say, what capacities with money do I be that if I would be it would change my finances for all eternity? Anything that doesn't allow that, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, pop, shorts, boys and beyonds. Because it's a totally different energy, right? So you can fill those blanks and you can change it up, but it's still the same. It still gets you into the energy. And when I talk about acknowledging capacities or acknowledging your strongnesses or strengths, chances are there's not going to be specific words. I mean, there may be, but a lot of times there's probably going to be just more energy recognition. And that's really valuable. That's all you need. You don't need to be able to verbally list off your capacities because that there's not words for a lot of the capacities that we be, but there's energies. And so that's when you ask those questions, you might just have an energy come up and, and just celebrate that, you know, just be more of that energy, even though there's not words for it. So anywhere, anywhere that you've decided that you can't be something that there's no words for, will you destroy and uncreate all that and return it to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pot, shorts, boys and beyonds. And I just remembered that I wanted to talk about some of the awesome classes that I've got coming up around the world. So we are off to Ottawa, Ontario. September 6th is a bars class and sweet Diane and I are going to co-facilitate that. Then September 7th will be foundation oh my gosh then off to Vienna Austria October 27th 28th 29th for embodying wealth and opulence and it's also going to be live streamed so you can join us from the comfort of your home and I would absolutely love to have you and we are also going to do global country pricing on that too so um 
you know, let me know if when you register, um, just remind me, you know, that you need that, that, a different link for that. Then off to foundation in London, England, because I can be there now with ease and joy and glory. So November 2nd is London then November 24th in Calgary, Alberta, and then Maui in January. uh, And and we're still kind of in the process of getting that set up. And do you know, I've probably said that for three months, but this has been a class that has kind of bounced around, asked for different things, blah, blah, blah. And then find it was like, boom, this. So now we know what direction we're going. So it's just now getting everything in in pieces and all of that. So I'm very, very excited. All righty. And depending on when you listen to this show, um, on August 15th, 2017, I have, it's called Clearing the Beckhamex Call with Glenise. And if you're not familiar with what Beckhamex is and all of that, that's totally fine. Just know if it reads for you, come join us. And you can either find it in my store on glenise.net under teleclasses, or you can just contact me and I'll get you to the link so you can join us. It's really what Gary found is the Beckhamex, which is an acronym, um, is basically an entity that we have allowed to take over our body and basically run us on autopilot. And so we're clearing it, which means we actually have infinite choice. So if you've had a problem with communing with your body, with hearing your body, with fighting with your body, whatever that all might be, if you've had that problem, this class may be for you. So it's called Clearing the Beckhamex. So um, yeah, just contact me if you want more details. All right, so let's uh, talk a little bit more about acknowledging your capacities and And really, like how that will start for you is look at those things you're judging yourself for and ask, what capacities do I be with this that I've never even considered? And then you can also ask, universe, show me the capacities I be with this. And what that will create is then in your day, you will start to come across the capacities that you be with it. Like, and again, it's probably just going to be an energy or energies. And you might have more than that, you might get words, or you might be able to see what occurs. You know, when I started asking that years ago, uh, when I would walk into a space, I could energetically see what me walking in there contributed, like where some people's shoulders would drop, and some people would sigh a sense of relief, and the building would um, energetically pick up and all of those things that honestly would have been seen as bragging and delusional in my world, I actually got the energy of what contribution I was being and the capacities that I be. So that before, like way before access, I'd walk into a room and I'd feel like, ugh, gross, I'm heavy, I'm, you know, now I'm cranky. And then I'd usually find a reason for it, right? It'd usually be like, oh my gosh, it's because, um, you know, somebody must have just fought in the back room or, you know, like I'd have all these reasons and justifications for why I was feeling that way. When really what was true was I hadn't acknowledged what I was being and creating when I walked in. So it's really, really, really relevant for you to be aware of what we do when we don't acknowledge ourselves. Usually, you know, a lot of times when people come to money classes with me or we talk about money in a class, (laughs) And I'll just ask, you know, truth, do you have capacities with money you've never acknowledged? And pretty much everyone in the room will raise their hand. And and you can see the look on their face is so confused because it doesn't make sense. They've had money problems all their life, not capacities. But that's why. It's because they've never acknowledged the capacities that they be with money. So then we use that stuff against us. So everything that brings up and everything you've used against you yeah, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Return to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah, and just just ask to be aware of it. You know, even say, hey, sweet body, can you show me when I'm using my capacities against me? Because it'll just, it'll just pop up. You'll walk into a room, you'll go do something, you'll be on the phone, whatever will occur, and you'll perceive that heaviness, that denseness, that, that punch in the tummy, whatever it might be for you, and then just ask, what is this? And then you'll have the awareness, oh my gosh, I'm using my capacities against me. Okay, so what capacities could I be right now to change this? <sighs> and another question that I love to use in so many different ways is how much space could I occupy right now to change this? Because again, goes back to 
walking around contracted or walking around as the energy of you, the oneness of you. Yeah, so how much space could I occupy to change this? So everything that brings up, we destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And what energy, space, and consciousness can your body and you be to embrace the uniqueness that you truly be? Anything that doesn't allow that to show up as if by magic, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, podpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. All right, we are at the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening in, sweet friends, and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you again for joining us. Living in the Magic of Possibilities can be heard every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Glenise Hughes for another edition of our program next week.